Well, hello and welcome back to Noah's Window. Today we're going to go back again to the Old Testament. And if you've been reading through the uh, one-year Bible with us, we've just finished the book of Judges, which is a pretty rough book it's to read book. through. It is. Yeah. But at the end of Judges, and there's this short little uh, sweet book titled Ruth, and it was in the same time period, but it's yeah. a very different kind of story. I think the reason why Ruth's story is not in the book of Judges is because it's a completely different kind of feel. Mm. You know, Judges is a book about the Israelites not having faith. And Ruth is the story of a woman who's not a Jew, but who winds up having great faith. Mm -hmm. And in the process of time, she winds up a great, 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 great grandmother of Jesus. So it's an extraordinary book. Uh, I think everyone who's in my family knows that if I if I could, I'd preach a series on Ruth every year. I think you had titled story. it years ago, Portrait of Grace. I did, yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, that goes way back in time. Mm -hmm. That's about 30 mm -hmm. years ago. Well, the story of Ruth starts with a Jewish family living in Judah, actually live in Bethlehem. Mm -hmm. And uh, there's a man whose name is Elkanah, and his wife's name is Naomi. She's very beautiful from what we can tell. And they have two boys, Malon and Kilion. Um, but there's a famine in Bethlehem, Judah. It's because the people of God are misbehaving. That's right. And so uh, Elkanah, as sometimes even godly husbands and fathers will do, Elkanah makes, makes a serious mistake, and it goes from bad to worse. Mm -hmm. And he decides to leave Bethlehem, Judah, and go to Moab, which is always a picture of sin in the world and while he's in Moab I guess they, they have bread they have food but it's it's bad times in the in the in the passage of time um, Elkanah dies the boys grow up they marry women from the country who are who are pagan they're idolaters and so one by one the two boys die and along in time um, Naomi has Two daughters in law, that's all she's left with, just Ruth and Orpah. And she looks around and says, There's no reason for me not to go home. So she decides she's going to go back to Bethlehem, but she's not the same woman who left. She's no longer beautiful in physical appearance. She's been through more grief than most of us can imagine. She's uh, bedraggled, she's, her, her, her skin is wrinkled now. In fact, she will say when she goes back, don't call me Naomi anymore, which means pleasant or beautiful. Call me Mara, which ultimately will be Mary. But it's call me bitter because, you know, she said the Lord has dealt bitterly with me. Well, that's wrong because what had happened was those are their choices, you right. know, and, and perhaps they were her husband's choices. I don't know. But it wasn't God's fault. But I understand how Naomi, Naomi got that confused. But what really is the catalyst for this book is she tells her two daughter-in-laws, just go back to your families. And what breaks my heart is she was basically saying, go back to your paganism, mm. go back to your idolatry. Well, Orpah ultimately decides that yes, indeed, she will go back. But then the heroine of our story mm -hmm. is Ruth. Mm -hmm. And Ruth is saying to Naomi, please don't make me leave you. Mm. Uh, I'm gonna stay with you. And we've heard this, <laughs> we've heard this recited at weddings between a husband and wife, you know, mm -hmm. entreat me not to leave thee, nor from following after thee, whether thou goest, I will go. It's really a daughter. It's a daughter-in-law <laughs> talking, talking to her mother-in-law, which that's really beautiful when you think about it. But, you know, that's what happened. And, and uh, Naomi and, and her daughter-in-law, Ruth, uh, straggled back to, to Bethlehem. And then you, if you read the rest of the story, which I hope you will, you oh, your yeah. Bible and read the rest of the story because it's it's a it's a beautiful story of grace. It's a beautiful love story, yeah. and you have the kinsman redeemer. There are just so many uh, symbolic pictures in it. 
Well, I know it, it had to be very difficult for Naomi and Ruth because they didn't have they, they didn't have food. I mean, that's mm-hmm. how poor they were, and, and that's what drives the story a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and I'm sure that the townspeople, when they saw Naomi, they actually asked the question, "Can this be Naomi? I mean, you know, she, she and what's the deal with this Moabite daughter-in-law? You know." Mm-hmm. But I love what the Bible says at the end of chapter one, the beginning of chapter two. All that darkness, and then the Bible says it was the beginning, in this case, barley season. It was the beginning of a new season, Mm, you know? mm. Thank God that even when we make mistakes and go the wrong direction and even suffer, every day is the beginning of a new season with God, and and that's what the rest of the book is about. So I better quit or I want to go ahead and preach that (laughs) whole series on Noah's Wedding. And and remember, as, uh, as Ruth is a Moabitess, and yet, um, she's in the genealogy of Jesus. She's in the genealogy of Jesus. She will be the great, 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 great grandmother. Oh, great! I may have had one too many greats in there, of King David. King David. Yeah. Yes. And uh, oh, it's a great story. If, if you're looking story. for romance today, you can put down the Hallmark Channel. I mean, I'm not. <laughs> put that down. Read the Book of Ruth. Right. And it's a true. It's a real it's true a life real story. Romance. And it yeah. it is. I hope that you'll go grab your Bible and read that, and and just make note of. Um, the decisions they made living in hard times because sometimes we're living in hard times and then how God can redeem even the most terrible circumstances and turn them around. Yeah, you know, Mary Alice, one of the things I think about when I think about Ruth, I do think there's a little bit of an application for today because a lot of times people will look at people like you and me who grew up in church, grew up Mm -hmm. in Christian families, and many times there'll be people that won't come to faith until they're in their 30s or 40s and they won't have any Christian background at all and, and they'll feel like, wow, I'm, I'm kind of like second tier. You know, if only I could have grown up in a Christian mm-hmm. home. Mm-hmm. I'm always amazed at how there are people who come to faith like Ruth. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they didn't get the blessing of a, of a godly home, perhaps. They didn't get the blessing of knowing the scriptures when they were little. But they come with all their hearts. And I think for people like you and me who grew up, in, in Christian homes, sometimes we're sort of envious of just how fast they progress. Because we can sometimes take the teaching that we received even as children for granted. Yeah, refer back to Nicodemus. Right. Is it Monday exactly, this week? Yes. Because you learn a lot about the Bible, mm-hmm. and it's sometimes a hard thing to cut through all that knowledge and mm-hmm. get to the, to the reality of it. But you just really see that in Ruth. She, if God says do something, she, she just does, does it. it. You know, that reminds me of at New Spring, when our culture shifted, and we really focused on on uh, receiving in and, and making feel welcome anyone who's maybe not familiar with church. Yeah. And um, watching God change their lives, and I'm always just my faith grows watching their enthusiasm and their dedication, and watching them grow. I I just love the opportunity to watch God work. In, yeah, I, I notice this sometimes in, in uh, Watermark, you know, because mm-hmm. we get to see all the baptisms. You know, I know if you go to one service, you're only going to see some baptisms, but we see all of them from all the services. And there are people who just came to faith a short time ago, and I think they're better preachers than I am. <laughs> they can really share the gospel, and it's real. It's right. real in their yeah. lives. And I pray that's true in your life today. Um, but um, I hope you'll go grab the book of Ruth and read that and just let the Lord speak to you in that and uh, rejoice with us at what a wonderful story, how God used Ruth. 
Yeah, that, that was that brand I had back all that time ago. I'm not sure it was the sharpest brand in the world. Portrait but it's of true. Grace. It's a portrait I love it. of it's Grace. It's a portrait of Grace. Yeah. I remember that one because you particularly wanted a like the old fashioned cameo. The cameo, yeah. Yeah, the cameo, <laughs> and it was a wonderful series. I think that was before we really packaged anything, yeah. but I remember it. Right. I've been with those you are, a long time. Those are your favorite <laughs> series, you know, the <laughs> ones that, that that we can't find anymore. That's there's, right. It was a Sunday night. It yeah, was a there, Sunday there night are series. no cassette tapes. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, uh, thank you for joining us for Noah's Window. I hope you have a wonderful day. But before we go, Mark, would you lead us in a word of prayer? Father, we thank you for this beautiful story of your grace and how even if we don't, people don't get a great start in life, there's always an opportunity to restart with you. And we do thank you for the fact that even though we make bad decisions, sometimes like Okana, and we, we go to Moab and um, get our eyes off you, there's always a new season. And we thank you for that. You're a wonderful God. You're a gracious, loving God. And we love you today. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you for joining us. We'll look forward to seeing you here again tomorrow as we wrap up the week. Don't forget Mother's Day weekend in New Spring. Saturday and Sunday is going to be a very special weekend. Yes. God bless. See you soon. See you soon.